Welcome to the Coils Cash and Culture Show, where we sit down with creatives and entrepreneurs at the intersection of black hair care and business. My name is Taisha Friday, and I'll be your host. After researching the black hair care economy, I learned in some countries, black consumers can spend up to nine times more than their non-black counterparts on hair care. Despite this unwavering demand, there is still room for innovation in the quality of goods and services available. Through Coils Cash and Culture, we're going to get a bit closer to the creatives and the entrepreneurs creating new paths in the industry. Black hair is business, so let's get into it. Welcome to the very first episode of Coils Cash and Culture. You're listening, so I guess we're off to a good start. My name is Taisha, as I said, and I'm curating this podcast because I've always been curious about black hair care, specifically the business of black hair care. And finally, I feel like I'm in a position to take some action. So it's energizing to finally put this out into the world or probably just put it out there for my mum and sister to listen to. Either way, I don't mind. I don't know. But let's keep moving. For this episode, it's just you and I. It's you and I because it would be rude not to share a bit more context with you on some things. How this show came to be, why the conversations and stories you're going to hear matter, and last but not least, trust. In case any potential guests stumble across this episode and want convincing or need convincing of the roots of cause, cash and culture and the intent, I want to make sure I share the why. Here's my story. When I was younger, I went to New York on a family holiday. And like any young person, I had a bunch of things I was excited for. So I let my dad know there was a few things I needed to get. No ifs, no buts. The first book was by Steve Stout called Tanning of America, in which he examined the profound influence of hip hop as a cultural movement on music, television, fashion, business, race relations and politics. The second item was a bundle pack of Carol's Daughter hair products, I'd read about Carol's Daughter being founded by Lisa Price by a black woman and I'd seen it received investment and I wanted to support and I wanted to try the products. Fast forward to 2023, I decided to visit the exact same bookstore just to replay that trip with my dad for nostalgia's sake. This time though, I had a different book I needed to get. I was going to buy The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin which I can best describe as a collection of thoughts in the creative process that he has noticed over his career as a music producer and thoughts for any artist to consider when putting their art into the world. And when I was by the till, the person I was with pointed out a book on display. There lay a big ass book. And if you use your imagination, it was one of those big ass books that you kind of put on a coffee table. So when anytime someone walks in, they can comment on the books. The book was called Afros by Michael July. And it's filled with hundreds of pages and photos contextualized with each subject's thoughts and essays on how they feel about natural hair. As an energy person, I can't help but feel that the second visit to the bookstore was a sign that I needed to scratch this itch that's been lingering to find a way to showcase the business opportunity within black hair care through the people that are building for the economy. For too long, black consumers in particular have tried and tested hundreds of products, many of which probably weren't good for their hair. They've been frustrated by the quality in hair care services available and accessible to them. And they felt unseen in all things mainstream. While we're seeing positive progress in some areas, it's still really early and there's so much to be done. Guess how I know this? Well, I'm a black woman, so I have firsthand experience, but it's not that though. Just ask. Ask any black consumer or 
any person with textured hair that is looking for products that cater to their hair texture, ask them, how easy is it for you to take care of your hair? How seamless is that experience for you to find products and tools that are designed for your hair? And you'll get the answer. Anyone who says there's no room for improvement is in the 1% of learners in your country where maybe these things don't apply to them. I'm not sure. I'm not there. Or they just don't care for taking care of their hair. But the average person with hair that is textured, that's considered black hair, that's considered Afro hair in some way or shape or form is probably unsatisfied and could do with better services, tools and products. So what's Coils, Cash and Culture got to do with this? What I want is to create an open and comfortable space for creators and entrepreneurs to share their journeys in creating new paths in the industry. Whether it's building a business, researching chemicals that go into products, maybe redesigning tools with black hair in mind to begin with, or even advocating for better training among hair professionals. There is so much to cover. There is design, creativity, technology, hairstyling, science, research, travel, photography, the list goes on. The only thing I ask is that you keep an open mind as we roll out a new conversation each Friday for series one of the show. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. At the intersection of black hair care, and the economy, there's an exciting path ahead. Let's support the individuals and the groups of people paving these paths. That's what cause cash and culture is all about. New paths leading to new patterns. So that's it for episode one. It was short, it was sweet. I just wanted to make sure you understood the why here because the why is really important whenever we set out to do something. I appreciate you listening and I hope you stick around to listen to the second episode next Friday.